Hey guys, welcome to the next episode of Chicks Talk Flicks. I'm here today with Sarah Goldner. Hello. Honored to be here. Yes, we're here to talk about the new Star Wars movie, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. We actually saw this movie together and I don't know, we had some different varying ideas of what the movie was going to be like before we saw it. Did you read any reviews? Like, what was your what were you waiting? Well, I tried to read reviews that didn't have any spoilers because honestly, mm-hmm. I didn't even watch a trailer going into this film. I had very little idea of how it was going to progress. Okay, not like me. I literally read <laughs> all of the reviews with all the spoilers. I needed to know what was happening before I saw it. I'm just I don't know. I'm weird like that. I need to know what I'm getting myself into so I can have an opinion beforehand. <laughs> I don't know, but what did you think as far as the plot? Like, you said that you rewatched all of the movies in chronological order. Yes, in timeline chronological order. Starting I didn't from... even do that. That's inc- <laughs> that's incredible. So you have just way better insight of what the heck is going on in this movie. Episode nine. I would like to believe that I do, but rewatching the movies was like incredible because I hadn't seen some of these movies since I was so young. Yeah. So I was like, I don't even remember some of the scenes that had happened. Yeah. I was too young to understand the politics going on. And oh, I was like, yeah. there's so much politics going yeah. on in these movies. I only watched episode seven and eight before I saw episode nine. I didn't watch it in chronological order. So I was more focused on, I guess, the style and the choice of story development because J.J. Abrams directed episode seven, but didn't do episode eight. And they brought him back for episode nine. So I just, I was more focused, I guess, on what they were going to do with the story because mm-hmm. it was pretty underdeveloped at the time so episode eight leaves us with you know ray leaving after facing off with kylo ren and snoke is dead what mm-hmm. now right what were you expecting for this I, one well palpatine was certainly not what i was expecting Me neither <laughs> i mean i definitely read in the reviews that palpatine came back and i was like ah i mean but it's star wars so there's so many cliches but then palpatine returned with the cliche evil bad guy like it should have been kylo versus ray and this is what it should have been about because then, Kylo should have remained the villain. But you still you still got what you were expecting, just the added Palpatine. Yeah. But I feel like, okay, so during the movie, I'm watching it and I was like, okay, there Kylo's like, oh, I'm a bad guy. But maybe if you want to join me, we can kill Palpatine together. Now this weird romantic relationship that I just wasn't really looking for. I didn't really want it to happen. And so, it was weird because it was there wasn't a lot of romance. I mean, there was no, this there was bond. no romance. There was this kind of understanding of each other because they saw each other in their own visions and they had this connection so they could feel each other's conflict. So I understand that bond, but at no point was there any romance up until Kylo kissed her. Yeah, that was the weirdest scene for me. Is that I was like, are they gonna kiss? Are they gonna kiss? Oh, they kissed. Um. What led up to this point? Like, when he asked her to come with him and sit on the throne together, I was like, oh, he's just evil and I just want someone else evil to, like, rule the land with him. Right. It's kind of like when Voldemort asked Harry, like, you could be evil too. Like, let's be buddies. You know, he wasn't romantic. Like, nobody was like, oh, Voldemort's trying to get it on with Harry Potter. Like, no, that's not what happened. Just because he raised a girl. Right. I don't know. I just didn't need that romantic aspect. Yeah. I didn't. I wasn't rooting for, like, Kylo and a Rey romance. No, and half of me before we knew Ray's parentage is like, well, is she a Skywalker somehow? Like, yes. is she in the, like who are her? You're hoping almost, almost. That, that, but then you're like Palpatine. We were talking about this at work. We were like, how did he manage to have a child, let alone a grandchild? As awful as we think a lot of politicians are, they manage to get married and have kids. It's true. They have a room. They're allowed to have romance. No, they're not. Okay, <laughs> like if you're evil, you're evil. Whatever. I, I was trying to reason it to myself. Like, okay, why would like this why work? would they do that? I was also, I came back to the idea of, well, why did this new first order that came from the ashes of the Empire, why is it there? We saw in 
um, the last of the original trilogy, they took down the Empire. Yeah. Like, and we saw ships blow up and and planets celebrated. Yeah. Like, why are they still in existence now as the First Order? Why are they literally reigning over the, the galaxy, or yeah. the universe, I should say? Um, I was like, well, because Palpatine's literally been pulling the strings the whole time. He never disappeared. So maybe yeah. that could make sense as to why this still exists. Oh, no, that totally makes sense. Because he, he did say that. He was like, I've been pulling the strings the whole time. Snoke, and he like changes his voice to sound like Snoke, and then Vader, and then back to him. And you're like, oh my God. So him, although him still being alive was kind of hard to believe it made it make more sense that the first order was still in existence true and i feel like in a way it probably linked you know the first six movies back to the new ones so that it made it relevant for even like other people watching it who were kids and teens at the time they probably saw one through six like okay it's relevant because palpatine's back right he's still a villain in this situation we have to know what happens i have to go see this movie and then going in i didn't know what to expect from jj abrams i mean he did yes. the, he did star trek i forget which movies so he's got like the the space thing yeah down, he's into maybe. the space vibe but i remember him solely from lost i don't know if you ever watched the tv yes, show yes i watched and all of them he was really good at setting up really cool plot lines that didn't make sense. sense. Left thinking, yeah, he pulled off his yeah, his, his typical J.J. Abrams style. I'm just leaving the book unfinished. A little bit. A little bit. But my question is, so the whole thing with J.J. Abrams directing episode seven and not doing episode eight, you know, episode eight, there's a scene where Kylo Ren is telling her, I've seen your past. Like your parents are nobody. They died in the desert. How is that how could he say something like that? And then the next movie, she turns out to be Palpatine's granddaughter. He either lied, which I don't think is true, because I feel like Ray might have been able to sense that. Yeah. But to be fair, her parents were nobodies. Her grandfather was, was somebody. somebody. That's true. So he get, JJ got away with it. Yeah. He was able to get away with it. Because I was like, oh, when I remember watching that scene, it was really like they meant to put it there. Because episode eight was directed by Rian Johnson and... I don't know. I felt like he was going in a different direction. So they brought JJ back and he was like, oh, I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm going to do what I wanted in the original. <laughs> and we're just going to go with that. I'm going to forget it, you know? Like even the scenes where, you know, Palpatine comes back with a ginormous fleet of, of ships that have planet destroyers on them. And they still somehow defeated all of them. How? Also, where did he get that yeah. like arena full of people in robes? Yes! <laughs> Who are those people? Who are they? They're just like, is it like a cult? Yeah, who were they, first of all? And just how could he have been just living on that planet this whole time yeah. without resurfacing? Just even Palpatine like floating around on some like weird mechanical thing. I don't know. This all feels a little weird to me. It feels a little forced. And that's, that's just forced. how I feel. The force was forced. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about certain aspects to the movie that I guess were puzzling. I feel like for me, do you remember that moment where Finn is on the plane and not the, Finn is on the who said plane. Finn was on the spaceship. They're like looking around and he points at that one ship and he's like, that's where the that's where it is. That's where oh. the commanding ship is. The orders are coming from. They've and given then, Finn some liberties of knowledge because he was originally a stormtrooper. Yeah. But but my thing is, they basically suggested that he had some of the force in him. Oh, actually, Remember? I've been reading that online in yeah. reviews. They are implying that he is force sensitive. Yeah. So potentially maybe become a Jedi one day. We don't know. It was just so crazy because there's that moment where everything's, there's the war happening. 
And he points that ship and he's like, oh, that's where it's coming from. And then it gets quiet and Rose looks at him and she's like, how do you know? Oh, I've got a feeling. And he just goes, I can feel it. And then it goes, cuts back to pew, 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 pew. And you're like, what? To be fair, though, there were other moments in that movie where he sensed Rey having conflict. Like, And it's it's that typical Jedi, like, oh, I sense something else in the Force happening. Oh, yes. Like, there's all the other implications of him being Force sensitive other than that one moment. For me, that I think that's what stood out. But that's good. I'm glad that you picked up on that. Because that was all I was like, what? Oh, okay. The CGI was very good. The special effects are very good. That's one thing I will say about the whole movie. Is the whole movie you're in for a crazy ride. You, you honestly almost forget that the plot is not as developed as you want it to be. <laughs> you brought up a good point earlier when we were talking about it outside of the podcast where you said that, like, if they're going to make her a Palpatine, why didn't they just make her, like, why didn't she embrace it or use it in, in a way which, like, totally makes sense because at the end she's like, oh, I'm Rey Skywalker. It's like, okay, like, yeah. Luke and Leia were kind of like your parents because they basically made you who you are today. But it's kind of cheesy. It's kind of really cheesy. <laughs> it's like, and it's like if... Wrong. <laughs> if Luke could embrace the Skywalker name when... I mean, Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. Technically didn't go by Skywalker. He was known as Darth Vader in his Sith form. Yeah. But if he could, you know, embrace that, why, why should she not, you know make a new name for herself with, yeah. with this, you know, make Palpatine a new meaning. Yeah. Unless she thought she'd, you know, be killed by people if she declared herself oh, a Palpatine. Maybe. What I did like about the ending, though, even though the Skywalker vibe was a little weird to add to her name, um, I just spoke to a co-worker and he had mentioned his excitement at seeing her yellow lightsaber. Yes. That's something I thought about, too, when it was when she went... And it was yellow. Yellow, and we've been seeing what? predominantly green, blue, and red. Yeah. And I didn't know the significance, but he informed me that in the Clone Wars, the animated series, they delve into a lot more of the lore. The The crystal that's in each lightsaber forms a bond. It reads their energy, whatever, and it creates that colored light. The yellow represents the sentinels, so they protect. And, and the green is a mental energy and the blue is more of a warrior type, which we saw like Luke and yeah. Leia have. So I thought that was a cool nod to the deeper fan base yeah. of Star Wars to add that she had the yellow and it meant something more. Her having a yellow lightsaber, that was really cool. Mm -hmm. That was a really cool scene. I wasn't disappointed with the way it ended. I did. I did come out of the movie thinking, well, that was enjoyable. Yes. I, I enjoyed the movie. Um, they had some fun characters, like the little alien that was working on C-3PO. Oh, my God. Babu Frick. Babu Frick. Babu Frick. <laughs> That's my boy. He was so cute. Oh, my God. That's a Disney for you, though. I feel like Disney definitely took the Star Wars movies and... There's so many cute characters. Mm -hmm. This is concerning. There's so many cute characters because it's Disneyfied. You know, they're all they all have these cute little voices and cute little bodies, and they're just so freaking cute. And you just forget that, like, you know, it's like war happening. Well, they just want to sell merchandise. That's true. They want to put Babu Frick on a T-shirt. I'd buy it. <laughs> I would <laughs> you know? certainly buy that. <laughs> I want you on a T-shirt, Babu Frick. Um, <laughs> Babu Freak. Babu Freak. He's so cute. It's almost like Groot for Star Wars. He was just, uh, <laughs> oh no, Beth Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda takes the cake. You yes. have to watch The Mandalorian. All of you need to watch The Mandalorian. <laughs> Please watch The Mandalorian. <laughs> I walked out like, okay, I enjoyed that. Yeah. It wasn't my favorite of the new trilogy. Yeah. Um, 
I just wanted more. It wasn't bad, though. I really I enjoyed it so much the entire time. I was like, whoa, whoa. And I'm such a sucker for the pew, pew. And like, the <laughs> push, 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 push. like even the humming sounds like, like when they're doing the lights. Oh, mm. my lightsaber fights. I think if you are in this generation, then it was more like, okay, like that was doable. But I, like, I feel like people who grew up when, when these first came out were maybe oh, yeah. a little. And I don't blame them because there's books about uh, Han and Leia having twins some people were upset that they didn't follow this or like already created storyline storyline yeah if george lucas isn't the one manning the ship then you know you can't expect a george lucas production right he's just making money off of it now Mm -hmm. you know they were probably just running things by him and he was like yeah sounds good to me whatever works (laughs) you know i feel like i don't know people are expecting something definitely people who grew up with it probably expected something like the older movies and it's totally different now one out of ten. What are you what are you feeling? I'd say seven. Seven? Okay. Yeah. Seven out of ten. That's a solid number. And what I heard in a review before going into the movie was the critics on say Rotten Tomato mm-hmm. give it maybe like a fifty or something. Yeah. But there was at least a thirty percent jump when you asked viewers. Yes. Like that difference was pretty big. Well, that's another interesting point too, is I feel like critics are always going to have such different opinions about movies than the viewers are. Because that's mm-hmm. how I feel, too, about movies that I watched and I loved. I remember talking to like my film teacher in college and telling him what my favorite movie was, which I won't tell you because it's embarrassing. And he was literally <laughs> like, that movie is trash. And I was like, okay, listen, it's subjective. If I liked the movie, then it means it did something for me. And that's mm-hmm. important. If the viewer liked the movie, then the movie did succeed. Right. So if viewers liked that movie... It's a successful movie. Mm-hmm. Critics are looking at something else. And I feel like that's where I guess why I read reviews because I was I wanted to look more of at what the story was and what they were going with because I wanted to critique it. Mm-hmm. Whereas like everybody else who's seen it was just like, we're experiencing it. And I should have. I should have just experienced <laughs> it. I shouldn't have read anything and I should have just experienced the movie because the whole time I was thinking. Right. And, and I feel like miss I definitely miss, miss things. the immersion when you're doing that. Yeah. So it's a different experience when you're looking at it, you know, ready to critique and when you're looking at it, just putting yourself in it. Even then, I enjoyed it. Definitely a seven out of ten. Yeah. You know? And it earned and a I, seven. And I took it at pretty face value. Yeah. <laughs> While it was and it was a seven. And a seven. Definitely. You know, it's not some uh, theatrical masterpiece of like yeah. you know, profound storytelling. It's a Star Wars movie. It's a Star Wars movie. Yeah, like, and it was it was fun. Yeah. So all in all, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, Rise 7 of- out of 10. All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us for this episode. Thank Sarah, thank you for joining me today and being a Star Wars nerd yeah. and just nerding out with me for this movie. And I'm so glad we went together and we had this discussion today. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.